Welcome to the Morning Skate, episode 202. Uh, I can't believe that we've done that many, but you got Kev here. Uh, I'm going to host this shit. I'm chilling with my buddy Hal. Hal, how's it going, bud? It's all right, dude. Uh, good to be back, ready for another podcast. Uh, shout out to BizDev Dale, who's in California right now. Must be nice. Um, I mean, what do you think BizDev is doing? If you had to guess right now, so BizDev's out there with his significant other. It's a yep. nice California uh, spring day. Like, what do you yep. think he's up to? I can guarantee you that he's not business developing. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that's to be expected. But I So, you know he's not doing that. But I'm thinking, like, daily activity. Do you think he hiked? Do you think there <laughs> was any outdoor? Situation? He probably I, – I, I was going to pretend like I didn't know what he did. I checked out his Instagram story. He's in La Jolla right now, checking out the seals. Uh, Feverboy Rex's significant other brought us out there the first time you and I went out there. Pretty cool spot. Uh, it didn't look like it was that nice out. It looked like it was kind of dark and gloomy, so hopefully that changes up. I talked to Rex. I think Rex and uh, Dale are going to be heading out to that roller hockey rink, so hopefully you can film some content out there. And also, uh, I think they're hanging out on Cinco de Mayo. Kind of a cool time to go to San Diego, to be honest. Not bad at all. Didn't think about that. I feel like West Coast CAD, right? When you get in the West Coast CAD move, it's mood, it's like usually December or like February, March, I feel like. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if I can handle a, a, a May San Diego trip, but Fearboy Rex did just sign another lease on his home. So he's going to be out there for another year. So maybe next year, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully he has a good time out there. Uh, he brought his hockey stuff, so I'm excited to see what he thinks of that roller hockey rink. It's unreal out there, I think, personally. But um, Slam Diego, dude, that's what they call it for baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr. So, Yeah, it's kind of crazy, too. San Diego baseball, that's like a thing now. Like, it's kind of nuts. And it's also, crazy. Fernando Tatis Jr., Did his dad, obviously, is Fernando Tatis. Do you remember him? He was like a mediocre ball player. Yeah, I do. I remember him. He was like okay, but like his son is the next game superstar. Yeah, which is really interesting. I heard like this weird story too, where he like got some of his money taken, kind of. I don't know if you heard about that, where like no. he signed the shady deal with an agent. I don't. Yeah, know. Dude. At least he's not Jack. Was it Jack Johnson who got boned by his parents? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? That's a ranger. I I thought it was one of the Johnsons. I get Jack Johnson and Eric Johnson confused every once in a while. Yeah, same last name, American, you know. But um, yeah, let's just kind of hop into it. NHL in the news here. <laughs> All right. So today marks exactly 54 years since the Maple Leafs won the our last won the Stanley Cup, the longest active drought in the NHL in only 62 days. They will break the record for the longest Stanley Cup drought in NHL history. Do you think that the that the Leafs have what it takes to win a Stanley Cup this year? I don't think I've ever actually asked you that specific of a question, but do you think that the Leafs have the roster in place where if they won a cup, you wouldn't be surprised? Yeah, I would not be surprised at all. Okay. Uh, which is the first time I've said that, right? Like, yeah. Always kind of been a Leafs hater. Is this year five? Have we established that yet, or is it year six? No, dude. We're on like year, I think we're on like year seven, dude. Like we're, oh, we're, really? we're past it. We're past year. Let, keep talking about it. I'm gonna look up when they said the five year plan. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you look at the Leafs this year. They have the grit. Uh, they ran through that North Division, which is kind of a weird division, but seems like it could be their year. They don't have to face the Bruins or the Lightning right in the first or second round. So I think that kind of sets them up wonderfully, and it'll be cool. It's kind of cool to have like a guarantee that a team out of Canada is going to be in those like final four. I, I can't tell when the five-year plan happened. I have April 14, 2015. Maple Leafs President Brendan Shanahan on his Shanna plan. I'm assuming <laughs> that's probably what it was. Sounds sounds right. So, yeah, that would make sense. So, so 2015? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, this is year six. So, like, the five-year plan's over, and now they're, like, in win-now mode. Um, I see it. I don't know. I see it. Like, you look at Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. I saw something crazy. And I don't really understand analytics, so I can't give you the exact stats. But I just know for a fact that Mitch Marner's like, like VAR, his like goal, his defense above replacement is like way above every other superstar in the leagues. Kind of crazy to think about. Like he's 
Like, do you see Mitch Marner actually being as like a defensive <coughs> force, or is it more of just like a possession thing where he probably has the puck the whole time? Dude, I miss the old days of hockey where if somebody was good at defense, you could just be like, hey, they're pretty good at defense. Yeah. And now yeah. when wins above defensive replacement, like I hate every I'm word just, they I'm trying your best. I'm I'm trying my best with that stuff. And I like my perspective is like I feel like if I meet somewhere in the middle where it's like that's what the, you majority, the majority of how I feel is just my gut, and then I mix in these stats I don't understand. Like maybe I'll come to the correct conclusion, but I think that's right. what a lot of NHL teams are starting to do. Right, I know, but it's like how many pie charts can you look at before it's like, is this giving us the answer? I think I think a, a Stanley Cup winning team is like, I would say sixty five percent eye test, thirty five percent analytics. Because like we- analytics do matter. Like it, there, there's some like crazy fucking stats that you can look up to like find players and shit like that. But like, so to me, know, man, stop telling me Riley Nash is one of the best fourth liners in the league. Like I don't need to hear that. But it's kind of true. But you're, I feel your eyes could tell you that Riley Nash is a competent fourth line center. Like you didn't I, need numbers dude, to know that. Who was the one fucking prospect? I think Toronto picked him up. He was on Winnipeg. And I remember the Rangers analytic nerds wanted him so bad. And I don't – oh, Nick Patan or Patan. Do you remember him? Yep. Then he got waved a billion times. And then the Rangers traded Alexi Sorella to the Carolina Hurricanes for Eric Stahl. Everybody – like, he was supposed to be sick. He got – like, it, it's back and forth. I think that that definitely belongs in the game, but I don't need to hear about Mitch Marner's defensive wins above replacement, dude. All right. I'll, the last thing I'll say on yeah, that. Simmer down, talk, Billy Bean. We talked about Adam Fox and like how you think he should win the Norris. Um, and I, I have to remind me this after this, the extra effort award too. shout out Adam Fox. Um, yeah. But like the analytics community is like the biggest pusher behind Adam Fox winning the Norris. Like it's Rangers fans and it's analytic nerds. Those are the people who love Adam Fox. Like, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing against Adam Fox. I'm just saying it, it like proved your point, but like you don't agree with them. No, and the reason why they're doing that is because Victor Hedman in the eye test is the best defenseman in the NHL. So the analytical nerds need to like hop on this. No, but have you seen his fucking zone entries against though, dude? Like, oh my god. You see how many perfectly placed dumps into the far corner he's done this year? Like they have to like bring up these st- Adam Fox. I, I still kind of think he should win it, dude. Like again. And I'm only saying that because of how this thing has been voted on. In my opinion, the best defenseman in the NHL is Victor Hedman. Like, good luck trying to get around that guy. Good luck trying to stop that. He's a fucking force, dude. But the way that these guys have voted for the past however many numbers of years, blah, 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 blah. I think Adam Fox is a hell of a lot more important to the New York Rangers than Victor Hedman is for the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's all I'm saying. That's true. I mean, but they have a like they they have Sergachev, like they have a lot of good pieces there. Who do, who the fuck do the Rangers have? Jacob Truba and his leadership. I understand that, but is being the biggest piece on a team that's not going to make the playoffs is that is that a sick? I don't I don't think it's a sick, but the fact like without Adam Fox, the Rangers wouldn't even have been close to that. Same with like Panarin though, right? Like yeah, I, I mean you kind of saw Panarin MVP. No, Connor McDavid is. I guess that's kind of different because there's actually yeah. an example of a player who's a lot better. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the Taylor Hall thing. That's why Taylor Hall won the MVP that one year. It was because his team actually made the playoffs, though. Yeah. I don't know how we got on this thing. Uh, here we <laughs> go. Here we go. Now we're talking goalies. Ryan Miller announced his retirement. He won a Vesna, Olympic MVP, a silver medal from 2010. Hobie Baker at Michigan State. He has the most wins of an American-born NHL goalie at 391. You know I like that. Um, in a 9.14 save percentage, I just wanted to take this time just to let you guys know what a piece of shit Milan Lucic is. That's an all-time quote that he uh, that he came out with after Lucic buried him, and then poor fucking Gostad. But uh, we kind of talked about this before the podcast. I think Henrik Lundqvist is a Hall of Fame goaltender just because I watched him steal all these fucking games for the New York Rangers like growing up like. It's infuriating to me that if Hendrik Lundqvist was on a halfway decent team during those times, like, good luck. But that was my point to you when you're like, is Ryan Miller Hall of Fame goalie? I'm like, well, some people think Hendrik Lundqvist isn't. And then you kind of went beyond the numbers, and they're not that far off from each other. But Hank's better. Hank's Hank's better, but, like, it's a lot closer than I would have thought it would have been. Right. Which is insane because when I think of Ryan Miller, I think of maybe three good years in Buffalo. 
Mm. If that, right? I think of the Olympics. I know that they won the silver that year. But, like, Ryan Miller, to me, is the Olympics. I was thinking about this. Like, do you remember how big Miller time was? And I think he, like, they made it, like, USA Hockey made him take it off, like, like off his helmet because it was, like, no free ads, which was stupid, right? And didn't really make sense because it was funny. But I think people, like, in America that aren't hockey fans will remember Ryan Miller. Like, the same way I remember Apollo Antonono. Like, like I feel oh like he's God. actually – dude, I think dude. Ryan Miller's like, actually – he won. He won Olympic MVP. That's a big deal. So I think if you remember him for ever anything, I think it's the Olympics. Even though he didn't win gold, bro. Who was the Olympic downhill skier? The girl who was nasty. No idea, man. Hudson. No, Peekaboo Street. Remember her? No. Is that a real name? Yeah, dude. Peekaboo Street. I I might have just made that up, dude. I'm pretty sure. Can you look that up? Peekaboo Street was solid. If not, that one's on me. Um, I don't know, man. Good for him. I feel like. He's been a backup goalie for quite a bit now, right? Peekaboo <laughs> Street is a real athlete. Um, yeah, that's good to hear. I thought you literally just made that person up. <laughs> he was sick, dude. Uh, they, like okay. every every once in a while in sports, you get like some weird names that you always remember. Peekaboo Street, and there was a horse. You remember Fusaiichi Pegasus? No, this is from a long time ago. Like it was a triple crown hopeful. It was fucking. It was supposed to be a really good fucking horse. Didn't it didn't end up doing shit. But that's, what that's a had. name drop. Yeah. Do you have do you have any like fucking weird names that you'll just always remember in sports? No, I don't think so. Like oh Coco Crisp. That's I, a- I think of like baseball. There was like that time where there was Milton Milton Bradley, right? Wasn't that yeah. like a company too? Milton Bradley Jr., dude? Uh who Pac-Man Jones. Good name. Yeah, there's definitely some good ones. Pac-Man Jones. Not on Pac-Man Jones, but I've been watching some creepy documentaries on Hulu recently. And like there's this one where it's they kind of like find these murderers. I watched one episode. Do you remember this Ray Carruth thing? Of uh he was a Carolina Panther. He had a pregnant girlfriend and he hired a hit on her and he ended up killing the girlfriend and he went to jail for like 18 years. And they found him hiding in the in the trunk of a car with, with Gatorade bottles full of piss. Oh, I did not Dude, know that. Insane. Insane. And he only got 18 years. He just got let, let off and now he's like free. But the hitman said that as long as he's alive, he's gonna remember it. So some creepy shit, dude. Yeah, that is weird. Um Ryan Miller, dude. What do you have on him? <laughs> That's it. I don't think he's uh so I guess my ultimate point. I thought about it, and you're right. Like I did I was looking up online. Like Chris Osgood, I don't like. Do you think Chris Osgood's a comparable? Except Chris Osgood has four hundred wins and he has three Stanley Cups. And One Chris top. Osgood is not a Hall of Fame goalie. So if Chris Osgood's not in the Hall of Fame, do you think was Chris Osgood not good? I, I guess I just remember Chris Osgood from the Cups. Well, that's the thing. He's like the winningest goalie ever. I think it's one of those weird, weird <laughs> situations. I don't know. I think they might be comparable. I think. Chris Osgood in his prime definitely had three or four good years, but I also think they were years or like maybe he just turned it on in the playoffs. Ryan Miller makes the United States Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. And that was actually going to be my ultimate point is I think that's a perfect fit. Um, yeah, I think that's the perfect fit. And speaking of perfect fit, Ryan Miller was always the uh, the goalie that was like, you can't take away our pads, man. Like, like safety first. Like he always fought about that. Like he was – always a goalie pads advocate. I don't know. Like part of me pissed. Like it was kind of like fuck off Ryan Miller, but at the same time, like kind of respect the guy who just loves his fucking pads. Nothing like forming a union for goalie pads. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, isn't that crazy to think about? Like, and he was like the vocal point. Like he was the head of the union. He was, I don't know. He runs the proclaimed hockey equipment horse Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. For, for oversized goalie equipment. But it, too, Ryan Miller, if you think about him, he's like skinny. He's skinny and he's tall, so like he needed equipment. And you'll never forget his brother and Matt Martin when Matt Martin told him to go dye his hair. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? I actually hey, go dye your hair, mother. Yeah, I miss the days when that show was great. I think it's gonna be coming back though, because that NHL deal with Turner and HBO, so hopefully we'll see. Um with his win tonight, Mark Andre Fleury has tied Roberto Longo for third in all time and wins for goalies. Hall of Famer, won some cups. Uh, when he was interviewed, he I think he also brought up Ryan Miller and like congratulated him on his uh, career or whatever. But um, actually, dude, why is Ryan Miller announces a retirement right now before the end of the year? Is this like a David Ortiz, Derek Jeter thing that he wants? Like, fu- did you think of this at all? 
Yeah, I did. Actually, Ryan Miller actually came out and he said he just thought that, and I don't know what you think about this thought process, but he was on. He said, he said he just thought that if he came out and said he was retiring before the season was over, he'd have like a better chance to reach out to more people and say goodbye. And he said he also wanted to enjoy it, which is the David Ortiz side. But uh, I think it was more of like just. And why are we calling the David Ortiz side? This is the respect tour, dude. This is Derek Jeter. Jeter. He was the one who did it first, right? Derek Jeter did do it first, but it wasn't Derek Jeter doing it. It was the Yankees. And then David Ortiz copied Derek him. Like a really, really sad, I want to be Derek Jeter thing that he did with the whole fucking year. And now Ryan Miller's doing it. Ryan Miller, you have a phone. You can reach out to people. On what, did Derek Jeter, <laughs> what did Derek Jeter think was going to happen? Derek Jeter didn't openly come out and be like, hey, he just told the Yankees he's retiring and the Yankees ran with it. And then David Ortiz saw the cool shit he was That's getting. Not I'm gonna do, this. do you think Ryan Miller gets gifted anything by any teams now from the rest of the year? I mean, no. I don't know about gift. I think his team's going to get him a sick gift. But, like, I saw the other night uh, the Kings. Seems like the Kings are, like, the Kings of respect. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. They like seeing their other Kings shine because they were the team that, like, all went and shook Patrick Marlowe's hand and then – they all shook Ryan Miller's hand after the game last night. So the Kings like showing respect. Drew Daddy demands respect. And then one other thing. So like Derek Jeter and David Ortiz, I feel like they were given so much by different like baseball teams that they would go to and stuff. Is there yeah, anybody in the NHL that you could see like going to a thing and your team giving them something, you being okay with it? Crosby. I think that's going to happen with Crosby. I think it's going to happen with McDavid, probably Ovechkin. And I'd be okay with all those. Yeah. It's just like those super those super elite things. It's something that kind of sucks, and it also sucks because you're doing it before you play them. So it's like, and then you have to play the game. It's always like a 35-minute ceremony, and like, nah, I don't know. I don't like it personally, but I think I would be okay with it. It'd be cool if the Rangers gave him like a $100 gift card to Gallagher's Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, just a gift card. Um, Cole Caulfield scored his first NHL goal. We talked about him last week, him being like the ultimate practice player. He scores an overtime off of a sick feed from Petrie. What do you have on this? It's good. I mean, if I was the Habs, I would play him as much time as possible. I thought it was funny. The clip, there was that clip earlier this week. The first big hit he took in the league was a ref. He basically got bundled by a ref. So I, I thought that was kind of a tough look. I mean, Cole Caulfield is small, but I think if, if everyone says it's true and like you see it in like World Juniors, he like finds space and he shoots the puck and he scores. He's just one of those guys. I don't think it matters that he's that he's small, like just the way he played. Dude, he's fast as shit. Like he is a Montreal Canadian. Yeah, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. And like yeah, they'll appreciate the five eight flashy winger and like he'll I'm sure he's gonna put up a ton of points. Like I think Cole Caulfield, do you think Cole Caulfield's gonna be like a life hab? I don't know if it'll be a life hat, but the one thing I noticed about him compared to Lafreniere and Capo is he can fucking wheel. Like, he is fast as shit. That overtime goal, he just blew by the guy. I forget who was supposed to be covering him. It was a piss-poor defensive effort, but, like, blew right by him, backdoor goal. I don't know. Speed kills, man. Speed <laughs> kills. Um, Here we go. Uh, This is just a quick one. Another Connor McDavid update. With 87 points, McDavid has matched the point total of 2015 Art Ross Trophy winner Jamie Benn in 33 fewer games. So, go off, young king. Yeah, so I saw this. Like, there's basically there's this stat. It's basically projected points if someone played a full 82-game season. And in the top 10, there's three players, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and then Connor McDavid this year. And earlier in the week, he was on pace for 154 points in, a, in an 82-game season, dude. Like... Video game numbers, video beginner level video game numbers. Yeah, but you know the one thing I will bring up though, because I I found this stat super interesting. I know this year is insane and it kind of sucks because it hurt him. But McDavid, McDavid's four hundredth game uh, was last night, I believe. He he had uh, five hundred fifty three points in his first three hundred ninety nine games. Holy shit, that took me a minute. But Sidney Crosby had one more point, 400 games, 554 points. So wow. they're basically on pace at the same exact line. And kind of forget that wow. Sidney Crosby used to put up like 120, I feel like. Yeah, you know? he had to have. That's insane because we're seeing McDavid and we're seeing the offensive shit that he does and everybody's blown away by it. But the fact that Crosby did it not that long, and I feel like we didn't talk about it like that. Like we knew Sidney Crosby was good, but like 
I don't know if we would give him a, a fucking portion of our podcast every week. I think we would have. Like, if we were yeah. around, I do you remember my my favorite like Penguins memory is when we played hockey. There was these kids that were like, they were like the seniors, uh, the first year we played. And they all like decided that they were going to be Crosby fans when they drafted them when they were like fourteen. Do you remember that? That there were just a ton of Pittsburgh Penguin fans in upstate New York. I I I can remember. I remember Boucher was a big Penguins fan. Yeah, all of those kids. I swear, like most of those kids uh, watched the Penguins. I always thought that was weird. Maybe if JJ yeah. Clark stopped fucking rooting for the Penguins and focused on rehabilitating <laughs> his ankle, we would have had a fucking playoff run. And that's where we're at. Uh, trade deadline updates. You kind of nailed it with Sam Bennett. You didn't think he was going to be that great. He has 13 points in nine games since joining the Panthers. He's on a line with uh, Jonathan Huberto. How's cracking up? He's muted right now. I think that last zinger really hit home. But uh, kind of wrong on Sam Bennett, bud. Yeah, I guess, man. I don't know. Florida's so weird to me. Like, Verhage went off this year. Duclair's playing well. It just seems like whoever goes there, puts up points. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, Nolachari would have, like, 11 points a year on the Bruins, and then he was on pace for 30 last year. Like, how, do, how does that happen? So, Sam Bennett, uh, I was wrong. I was dead wrong on that. I thought he wasn't going to last. And, you know, he's a playoff performer where he's going to elevate his game. Uh, and it also must be nice. Like, he was probably playing with, like, Dylan Dubé and Milan Lucic on the fourth line uh, for the Flames, and now he's playing with Huberto. Like, Probably gonna put up some points. No, for sure. I think that definitely helps out. And like he's that high draft pick, so the talent's there. Um and he has a sick mustache. And Jacob Vrana has been a he's been a fucking human highlight reel since he's gone to Detroit. He pulled off the Forsberg. Like he's been doing a lot of really fucking cool shit. Was he like an elite player that just wasn't getting the time because he was behind other elite players? Like, is Verona going to end up being a really, really, really good NHL player? Kind of a weird thing going on in Detroit right now. If I'm a Red Wings fan, I'm pumped about this. Yeah, I don't know. I always I always thought Verona was really good. Like, he always showed glimpses, and I like this trade for Detroit more. I thought that Verona was the better player. And I think, I think sometimes, like, if you're a younger guy and you're a skilled player and you grew up like playing because I see this with the Bruins. You probably see this with the Rangers, and you, they grow up playing like third, second line minutes on stacked teams, and they just don't want to fuck up. And then they get traded to like the Detroit Red Wings, and it's like we're not making the playoffs. Like you're on the first line, like play your game, and like it sometimes it just works like that. And then he just has to kind of learn when the team gets good, like it'll work out. But I think I think just being in an opportunity where you're the guy and you've never even been close to that is huge. JT Miller had 100 points in 100 games for the Vancouver Canucks, so I kind of get what you're saying there. Yeah, and I don't even know if they're playing together, but I imagine Dylan Larkin loves playing with Jacob Verana, and, like, that goes a long way. Like, we kind of trashed Larkin a little bit, I feel like, a couple weeks ago, and were kind of harsh on him, but to have a winger like Verana would be quite the difference because, like, Mantha, like, Mantha's that power forward type, but just that explosive goal scorer. Can you remind me about this conversation when we get into Rangers when you're talking about second line, third line, go somewhere else kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's pretty much – that's what I have on that. But I did want to say I feel like this year – don't you feel like everyone's trade deadline trades like worked out? Doesn't it seem like all the players – like Jeff Carter's look great for the Penguins. Taylor Hall's look pretty good for the Bruins. Yep, and Mike Riley's look good for the Bruins. Like, Don't forget about Mike Riley. Well, I'm just saying like all these guys that went places – Seems to be a lot of success. I think Brandon Montour scored the other night uh, for the Panthers too. So weird, yeah. very weird. Uh, Andrew Shaw retired at 29 due to concussions. I know that you're not a huge Andrew Shaw guy. I get it because no. of the battles with the Bruins. No, honestly, the only reason I didn't like Andrew Shaw is because I like respected the way he played, but for some reason I always thought like he. <laughs> I, he was like fake bleeding when he lifted the Stanley Cup and the Bruins just lost. Like I felt like Andrew Shaw bleeding holding the puck just like hit hit me harder than anything else in the series. Like worse than like the two goals in 30 seconds or whatever to win the Stanley Cup in Boston. Uh, just watching him bleed with the cup after he had been such a rat. It was just such a letdown. But at this point, like the Bruins, that was so long ago. Like I don't really care anymore. Like I respect what Andrew Shaw did. He always played his game. I thought on the Habs, he was underappreciated. I think he had a few good years there, too. So, I don't know. It sucks. Guys that play that way, though, sometimes 
the injuries catch up, unfortunately. I'm just used to want to be healthy. Uh, Andrew Shaw had one of the coolest headbutt goals that they disallowed, which I still think is so fucking stupid. Um, I remember yeah. back when I played at Siena before practice, we would warm up and shit. And uh, we before we do the drill, me and Sisty, who I don't, I don't probably doesn't even listen to this fucking thing. Uh, we would do a thing where he would just fucking feed me sauce, and I would try to headbutt the puck in the net, and we'd do it like ten times. Where I would be like full speed jumping, diving towards the net, trying to headbutt it in the net, and then. I'm a big headbutt pucks in the net kind of guy. And oh, yep. go ahead. no, the second thought is not to do a shot. I would just say if I was a Bruins fan during that time, I would have been more pissed off at Dave Bowen throwing his fucking gloves on the ice before the game was over than the Andrew Shaw lifting the cup thing. But I can also see how you wanted to take some shine away from Shaw's moment after blocking a shot with his face. So I get it. Yeah. Also, I, I just wanted to throw in there. He's 29. He's got, he's made like 24 million. He wants a couple Stanley cups. Like, Super pretty wife. Super pretty wife. Yeah. Like, I hope his brain's good. Like, I hope this is one of those, like, I just want to get out of the game before it gets too bad. Because if yeah. if he's, like, completely okay and he doesn't have, like, the, he's going to live a pretty good life for the rest. I mean, dude, he has millions of dollars. He's won Stanley Cup. Smoking wife. Hope his brain's good. Shout out Andrew Shaw. Hell of a career. Played the game hard. And I think he played the game the right way, too. He'd back it up. He got in some fights, so. He did um, fight. Speaking of fights, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Alex Adler... <clears throat> I don't know when it was, maybe a week or two ago, maybe less. I don't know when the initial ha- hit happened, but he, he ended up going knee on knee with Zach Hyman on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Next game, you know they're going to drop the gloves. Uh, so Wayne Simmons comes out there and just pumps him, right? This should be a non-story. Like, you throw a hit like that, I don't care who the fuck is fighting you. People are making it sound like Wayne Simmons was Ryan Reeves or Tom Wilson just beating the piss out of him. Like, Wayne Simmons is a pretty good fighter, but, like, I wouldn't consider Wayne Simmons a heavy heavyweight. Like he's not Matt Martin. Like you know what I mean? I know he can still throw whatever. People take offense to this. I I don't even know his name, but this is what he said. No Canucks took issue post game with Simmons forcing Edler to fight. Right there, that should have ended the tweet. That no Canucks took issue post game with Simmons at, for fighting Edler. That should have been it. But no, we need to we need to throw some of opinion in there. Simmons had seventy seven NHL fights. So this guy went on hockeyfights.com and looked up to see how many fights that he had. Edler had zero. The code is supposed to be about respect. This is coming from somebody who's never played the game, so don't pretend like you know what the code is if you've never actually fucking played the game of hockey. Uh, There was none shown there. Want Edler to fight for a hit on Hyman? Fine, but send someone else. Watch a fucking different sport, dude. Like, I, I hate people that are like this. Like, just shut the fuck up. The players don't care. Then why why do we have to sit here because you have a fucking blue check mark and you're going to get 1,300 fucking likes from people who don't understand what the fuck goes on between dots? I don't get it. What do you have on this? It's passionate, dude. Uh, no, I agree. This, kid, this guy fucking sucks. Like, this is, this is the reason why I get so mad at hockey Twitter is because it's filled with fucking Neanderthals like this who don't have a clue about anything. Yeah, so... And my like my initial takeaway, so I knew, right? Edler blew out Hyman's knee, and I think it's fine that if they want to try to fight him because the, Edler got kicked out of that game, so they didn't have the chance to fight him in the last game because he got like the refs removed them from the situation. I think Alex Edler knows that someone's gonna try to fight him, and then when Wayne Simmons fought him, like it wasn't that bad. Like when I saw Canuck fans' reactions, I thought they were gonna have to like scrape Edler off the ice. Like Edler just like defended himself fine. Like he didn't get like popped hard. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. wasn't a bad fight. Like it, like Simmons is a good fighter, but it was kind of defensive. Like he threw a couple like shots. Edler was fine. I don't know, man. If I'm on the Toronto Maple Leafs and I see this clown fucking tweet this out, next game if I'm Wayne Simmons, I'm doing the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. Speaking on the Canucks really quick, I just want your opinion. What do you think? They have like 13 games left or 12 games left. Um, That sucks because technically they're in playoff contention, but like that's going to be a haul. I hate – I dude, I want to like the Canucks so bad because I like some of their pieces. I like Besser. I love Bo Horvat. Um, Pedersen's disgusting. JT Miller, I've always been a JT Miller guy. Quinn Hughes can skate. Like they have players that I actually really appreciate. But the media in Vancouver might be the worst media I think in hockey. It's got to be up there because it's just a bunch of people who have opinions that don't have a fucking clue what's going on. And it's over and over and over again. And the Muppet fans can't formulate an opinion for themselves, so they just see this and they're like, "Oh, that's the cool thing to do." And now that's going to be my opinion. I I am out on Vancouver. 
heavily out on Vancouver. That's what I got. Wow. Yeah. Um, speaking of being out on something, now it's time to be Rangers talk. Going to bring this this little fun fact up for you guys. So this year, the Rangers were two, three, and one against the Bruins, six, one, and one against the Sabers, six, two, and zero oh against the Devils, two, five, and zero oh against the Islanders, four, and three, and one against the Flyers, two, four, and two against the Penguins, and somehow they're four and two against the Capitals. All these people after the Rangers beat the Devils four games in a row. They got a chance. They got a chance. And here was Cad being like, hey, guys, fucking tone yourself down. Like, we just played a glorified AHL team. They're pretenders. Chance? What? I feel like you never no, thought they had a chance. No. Dude, I said they were eliminated like two months ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You did. That's a good point. They're, they're pretenders. Oh. They're pretenders. And I'm allowed to say that they're a pretender because I'm a fan of the team and I didn't get my hopes up. But yeah, I'm fucking pissed off at the people that tried to make me believe that this was a fucking playoff team. Ever since David Quinn has been the coach of the New York Rangers, if there's any sort of big game, the Rangers get blown out. And it's and a lot of it is on the players, but a lot of it is on the preparation for what's going to be happening, right? We just lost back-to-back against the Islanders. Even if we won both of those games, there's still a pretty good chance that the Rangers wouldn't make the playoffs. But the fact that they went into this game and just got blown out of the water by a team that, like... I mean, the Islanders are a playoff team, but you should know what is going on there. Like, you should know their systems. You you should know that they're going to do everything that they, that they can do to shut down Panarin. That's exactly what they did. They took all the time and space away from Panarin. Cool. What's your backup plan? There wasn't a fucking backup plan, dude. They came out flat. They played uninspired hockey. I'm, I, like, and it, whatever, because I, I know it's really pessimistic and all this shit because the Rangers are so young. Their youngest team in the NHL are our second youngest team. There's a lot of good things that happened this year. Capococos look pretty good. Lafreniere's kind of come around a little bit. Philip Hedl, I don't think if he got hurt, he, it would have been a different year. I think he would have had a better, a little bit better of a year. Adam Fox, really good. Ryan Lindgren just killed himself the other night, but hopefully he'll be back. And like, I love the way he plays the game. There's a lot of positives to be taken from this, but it's so fucking frustrating when you have a team that is on the brink of making the playoffs and all they have to do is bring their A game and they don't do it. It's alarming to me. On top of this, if Chris Kreider was out with a concussion, I'm okay with Chris Kreider being out. If he was out with anything other than a concussion, I am so fucking over this guy. The biggest game of the year, and you're out. Again, if it's a concussion, I'm completely okay with that. It's a head injury. like, And also, like, I'm not putting myself in this. Mark Messier wanted to fucking miss that game, dude. Like, that's what leaders are fucking about. And, like, this is, this is what drives me nuts when everybody's like, this guy should be captain, this guy should be captain. There is a reason why the Rangers don't have a captain. It's because they don't have a fucking leader. Dude. Like it's not that hard to see. And people are saying, I tweet that out. And somebody said, well, you don't have to have a C on your Jersey to lead. There's a reason why there aren't a C on the Jersey because there are no leaders like, hello, wake the fuck up. But to me, I think that is the Rangers. Number one issue is the fact that they, don't, that they don't have somebody out there that will fucking, okay, time to put our balls on the table and let's go do this. They don't have anybody like that. They have Brendan Smith, and I appreciate everything that Brendan Smith brings to the table, but Brendan Smith is not a captain of an NHL hockey team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just not how it works. Pretenders, uh, I hope Ryan Lindgren's going to be okay. He took a pretty fucking net. Well, I think he went to hit somebody. He, it was kind of one of those Pacioretty hit your head on the dasher kind of things, and he, he was out of game, and Ryan Lindgren never misses game. So I, <coughs> I hope he's going to be okay. Morgan Barron played his first game. I thought he didn't look out of place. He actually played two games. I thought he played okay. But that's kind of what I have on the Rangers. Overall, if I had to rate this season, I would give it like probably a B minus, which isn't bad. Like I think a lot of like their kids played well. Like Capo looks like an NHL player now. Um, I, I'll get into my zero in a little bit. It's gonna Can I ask you something. What? Can I ask you something? Go for it. So you said they need a leader. Are you looking for like? So are you looking for a lead by example captain, like a first liner? Or are you looking for like a second? liner like what are you looking are you looking for a defenseman where like what are you looking for in a captain jonathan taves david backus uh jamie ben like that's what i would want <clears throat> i would want somebody who can perform a little bit but uh, even nick felino like i want somebody who has a fucking set on them where if the rangers need to play well and they're not playing well they go out and they fucking they throw a giant hit or they throw a fight or they score they don't have that guy who where they absolutely need something to happen doesn't happen and Mika's been has been lost for probably a quarter of this season. And I love Mika, but don't put the C on that guy because 
I think you keep the A with him and you let him kind of do his thing. I just, I don't know how you would do with the pressure of being a captain. Chris Kreider being a captain is fucking laugh out loud funny. Like that's insane. And then everybody keeps talking about Jacob Truba and all this stuff. And Truba had a better year this year than he did last year. I just don't like the way he looks and talks. So like, <laughs> I just, I don't know, but I, I, that's kind of what I have for the Rangers. It, it's frustrating. Again, I'm really excited. Igor's fucking pretty good. Adam Fox, really good. Keandre Miller had a hell of a year. We have, uh, uh, what the fuck? Zach Jones, he played pretty decent. We're going to have this Nils Lumquist kid come over. <coughs> Braden Schneider looks, I don't know when he's going to come over. So, like, the future is very bright. But we talked about it when you said you had all these second line, third line guys, and then they go to a different team on the first line and they excel. It's because they're kind of given that chance to kind of ride their own wave. And I'm sick and tired of riding Chris Kreider's wave. That's what I'm going to say. You're feeling it today, dude. Uh, I appreciate yeah, that. I appreciate your honesty. I feel like you're downplaying. I feel like you got a little tricked for like three days that the Rangers had a good chance. I felt like I never thought I they had like a good chance. You I were acting like you were in my kitchen, dude. You, I felt like you felt like you were breathing down the Bruins' back. Never once. You were the one texting me asking me for Rangers results. I wasn't like, oh, hey, how are the Bruins doing? Like, I, I was. It's very clear that the Rangers weren't going to make the fucking playoffs. Damn. It sucks. It's cool that there was a chance, but I think that's the biggest frustrating thing. The games that they gave away at the beginning of this year, Panarin going out for 10 games, and the fact that they don't show up when they fucking need to show up. If all three of those things didn't happen, the Rangers probably make the playoffs this year, and the wow. Rangers, like, if on team on paper, probably shouldn't be making the playoffs this year. So it's just frustrating knowing that you had the, the chance and the opportunity to do it, but you just didn't. It's fair. Bruins. I don't have much. I uh, Craig Smith had a hat trick. That was kind of cool. So that second line, it's basically just been the second line having secondary scoring. The Bruins have been playing well. So Krejci has 12 points in his last 11, I think. Hall has like nine points in his first 11 games. That Krejci Hall thing must make you feel pretty good. Yeah, because the thing that's crazy to me is like David Krejci hasn't looked this good since like 2013. And it's kind of happened – like out of nowhere, but the other night he had this one on the Sabres guy like Dovey, like toe dragged him. Unreal play. And then slid the puck over. Yeah, Jack Edwards was like stroking it as it was out. Of course he was. But but the thing about Taylor Hall for David Krejci is all David Krejci needs is some dude to like skate back and slide (laughs) into the spots. And then like Taylor Hall buries. So that's been awesome. Um, And Craig Smith's been awesome. Third line, we kind of talked about this last time. I know Brownie was – kind of echoing it too. Everyone thought it. Charlie Coyle was struggling because he was first goal in 28 games looked a lot better, pretty much all game. But it, like the issue I'm having is it was the Sabres. Like sometimes you play the Sabres two straight games and you forget what you're even doing. It's like, we're going to play a real NHL hockey team. Now it's time to actually saddle up. Right. That's what I just told you about the devils and the Rangers. Yeah. But the Bruins have also been able to beat some of those other teams too. So um, a little bit more than the Rangers. So that's the difference. Brandon no, Carlo. Brand Carlos coming back, um, so that'll be huge. I love our D. I like the way our D play. The toughest call is going to be one: is Kevin Miller going to be healthy? And then the second will be: is it Lausanne or is it Connor Clifton that falls out of the lineup? It's kind of a fifty-fifty there. I hate Connor I like Lausanne because Lausanne just pumps somebody. Bruins fans are hard on Lausanne. They think they turn o- he turns over the puck a ton. I just don't see it. I just see a stay-at-home defenseman. The issue with uh, Jared. Jeremy Lazan is like Bruce Cassidy's been playing him first line with Charlie McAvoy, where Lazan should be our third line left pair D. But I think when Carlo comes back, that will be the case and all will be better. Yeah, I, I just is is Pasta playing top line still? Yeah, and he's playing well. Pasta oh, so he's couple. back to playing. Okay, because I was gonna say if he isn't, then you could probably just put him with the second line, and the Krejci Hall Pasta line would still be really fucking good. If you need yeah. a spark, like I feel like that's, dude, that's such a nice thing to have as the Bruins because Bergeron and Martian are going to bring it every single night. You know that. And I feel like you could put pretty much anybody with those two and they're going to be pretty productive. So if Pasta was struggling, an easy fix would be to put them with Krejci and Hall, have them just fucking wheel and then put anybody on the top line and you're going to be fine. And then your top two lines, like literally half the game, one of those lines is going to be on the ice, which is good luck. Sure. It's a good point, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I coached club hockey once. I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't know. To me, it's just 
that time of year where I'm just kind of looking at games, matchups coming up. I don't, I'm not really worried about the Rangers uh, anymore, and I'm not trying to say that to slight you. I'm just trying to figure out. You're not, dude. They're, they're done. I'm just trying to figure out where the Bruins are going to fall in the standings. Um, I don't know. I just don't want to play Capitals round one. That's my fears. Give me Bruins caps. Actually, don't, because if the Bruins lose to the Capitals round one, I'm going to need to find a new podcast host for the rest of the playoffs. Um, all right, so that's what we had on Rangers Bruins. Now we're going to kind of get into a little beerly talk, but before we get into beerly talk, I want to talk to you guys about Can I Fresh. Can I Fresh uh, relaxation and revitalization uh, helps manage minor and typical stress or anxiety. Everyone experiences from time to time. It helps you feel feel calm throughout the course of the day. It's formulated with, oh God, organic ash wagnana, which is an (laughs) medicinal herb that's classified as an adaptogen meaning it can help your body manage stress by producing cortisol levels and also organic holy basil. Uh, no. the ability to adapt to stress and promotes mental balance. Again, less stress, more productivity. Uh, it's, it's good shit, dude. It's, it's a can I brands, you know, it's the one-on-one. So actually I should probably banner up here while I'm talking about it. That would be pretty good. Why, why are you, what's you going say on? that word again? I know I can't say Come that. Come on. Come on. Uh, I, I, however, can tell you that the promo code TMS25 will save you 25% off your order. Again, this is Can I Fresh? Well, any of the Can I, can I brand stuff, but I just kind of want to push this one a little bit more. Organic, Ashwag, and Ha. Ashwaganda? Ashwaganda. I don't know, but it's the Can I, it's the can I Fresh. I can't believe you made me say that again. That's poppycock, dude, but that's what, that's what we have. TMS25, that's the promo code, save you 25% off your order. Check it out. I'm a little under the weather. I'm going to be hammering that later tonight. Can't wait for it. I need to relax. My anxiety is a little bit high because I don't know if I have COVID again. That'd be pretty unfortunate. So, um, And that's what we have. Beer League Talk. We have a couple things to talk about. Uh, oh, I have something to talk about, too. That's good. Oh, okay. Um, first things first, we have this discussion in our group, our blog text. Tongues in or tongues out? I think a majority probably said tongues out. Some people did say tongues in. I think people that go tongues out, like I'm okay with it. Unless you're a person that goes tongues out, that needs to tell everybody that you're going tongues out when I can just look at your skates and see that your tongue's out. Keep Good talk. Out of way, Hal. Wait, wait, to, wait to back me up here. You got a little bit lost there. Um, what do you have yeah. on? What do you have on? I'm just saying like, I'm okay with somebody wearing tongues out unless you're coming up to me and be like, yo, how sick are my tongues right now? It depends. I said this before, so... So I've always been, I've always tucked them in. There was a period in time where I got chirped a lot for tucking them in because everyone had like the huge tongues that were flopping to the ground. I always thought that looked stupid. And now, at, at community, co- at community college, there were kids on our team that would order special tongues where they would like, they would, like, can you imagine at one point in your life being like, you know what? I'm going to spend $130 on, I'm going to get these custom tongues and they're going to fucking, they're going to be so long that they're like touching the ice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that was so that was just a gross time. So so my thing with tongues out is this. I don't care if you do it, but there's I think there's three people. So there's the tongues out person where it looks like it just got out of the box and it's like touching it. Yeah. There's there's like the middle one where it's like I don't know if it's broken and I don't know how to describe it. To me it's, it's broken. It looks broken, right? It's like it looks like a fucking what's the thing that you do to do fucking triangles, like right angles. You know, a T square. It looks like a T square. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that looks like a T square. Um, right. That to me, that's accurate. And it's then like, all... like, this is like, it's like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. This is, this is right out of the box. This is the kind of broken in half. And then what's the flop? That's the flop. Yeah. So I guess if it's just that normal balance, if that's what your tongues look like, I'm cool with it. Anything else I think is tough. So that's what was what point. was your point there? You just explained what the three tongues out ones are, and you said that you're good with all three of them. <laughs> no, no. So fresh out of the box when it's touching the shin pad, that's bad. Yep. Too much flop, that's bad. The T square is just right. You yeah, T square is just right. But I also think you have to, you have to be like an elite player to be doing that. I don't think so, dude. I think that's just normal. Bro, I, don't I think, think there so. are a lot of people that it's a it's more of a it's not exactly. I'm sure there's dudes out there. It's not about the style it's about how it feels to have that out of your shin pad like i feel like 
I feel like it's just a complete different sensation. Like I can't imagine have going tongue out and like having my shin pad go down lower and like touching. Like I feel like the skating would be different. Bro, I'm pretty sure, and I might be making this up, but also on that same community college team that somebody had a normal set of tongues and then it was they sewed another pair of tongues on top of that tongue, so they went in and out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that happened. A two-sided tongue. Dude, I used to play with fucking mutants, bro. <laughs> like, it's just Juco hockey. Insane. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'll go moving on. Yeah, moving uh, on. Face off. Face off. So, uh, dude, I've I've unfortunately been kind of playing center a little bit because the two guys that oh. I play with, the two guys that I play with don't want to play center. So, like, I'm playing center. It's beer league. I can't win a face off. I don't. Are you trying? Yeah, and I, I don't do great. The only time I, the only time I win them is when the other guy fucks up and I out muscle them. Like I'm not winning on reflexes. I never win them, and part of me thinks I just shouldn't try because no okay. one. It depends. It depends, and this is what it depends on. <clears throat> well, first off, I, I I play a little bit of center. I don't really like doing it because on faceoffs, like people just slash the fuck out of you, and like I don't really want to break my stick. But if you don't really care about your stick, that's how you win a faceoff. Like you put your stick on the ice, and when he goes to fucking do it, you hammer the other person's stick away, and it's like one move. So you go forehand, hammer it away, and then you pull back, backhand. Nine times out of ten, you win that face off. Is that like standard procedure for most beer leaguers? It's the easiest fucking way to do it because people aren't expecting you to slash the. Fo- I mean, well, I I do because I don't want to break my stick, so I don't do it. But like, if you just hammer the bottom part of their stick and knock it out of the way, and then as you're doing that, pull back. Nine out of ten, you're gonna. Let me know what your face-off stats are this week. Do that for me. So my so my other thing is I, I feel like I only automatically think to, like, win it on my backhand. Like, like I don't – I, like, never try to go win it on my forehand. Like, I feel like I'm always just trying to fucking shovel it on my backhand. Well, if you're, if you're doing, if you're doing the, the whack and pull, that'll be a backhand. If you want to go on your forehand, it's way fucking harder. I actually used to turn my stick over, so I would have the blade – so I'm right-handed. I would have the blade – of the stick pretty much in my left hand and you kind of just win it backhand that way. But you could also, here's another one. Here's another one. It's a kind of quick, you lift their stick up and as you're doing that, you pivot. So your ass is in the way and then you kick it back. Yeah. That's classic. That's a, that's the chell. That's the chell tie up and skip and kick. Yeah. And that actually works. Like if, as long as you fucking get their stick good enough where like, and that's, that's, that's another out muscle play. You just got to want it more. That's so all. If I'm there. not able to pull any of these off. How do you feel about the, just try to like fucking like, if it's a centerized face off, just try to fucking slap it back towards their goal. I, I do that a lot. Right. Cause then it's like, you kind of have possession, but not really. And like, but if you do that, I kind of like, I'm already in a position where I'm, I'm going to be skating. So, like, I wouldn't hit it hard. I would just try to hit it just a little bit past them and then literally just go around them. There you go. Something to think about. Uh, I do do have another beer league thing. So, do you remember back when we played open adult hockey at Saratoga, there was a guy, and he had a a jersey, and and last name was Garrison, and it was like a Florida Panthers jersey. And this guy would get the puck, and all he would do was shoot. Like, he would never pass. Do you remember remember who I'm talking about? I don't think so, man. He's an older guy. So Dale and I went and played hockey uh, this week and me and Dale were on a line with this guy. And I'm like, Hey, do you used to play like adult hockey in Saratoga? So ended up being the same guy. Couple shifts in we're cruising. He's passing the puck. I'm like, I don't remember this guy ever passing the puck. We get back to the bench. He's like, yeah. And he, he literally goes, yeah, man. Like I had to learn to pass the puck. Cause I started playing in the league with the old guys and they didn't like it when I would just shoot all the time. And I'm like, that's all it took, dude. That's all it took was somebody to t- say, hey, like, just play hockey. It was insane. We had a great time, but it's always nice to see a, a, a puck hog learn his lesson and then really just kind of go on from that. Yeah, that's beautiful, dude. I forgot to mention uh, really quick, going back to my face-offs, that the guy that I was taking face-offs against last week was wearing, like, lacrosse gloves like Adam Oates. And I feel like Adam Oates used to say that gave him an edge. So I don't know if this guy might just be, like – Slash his hands. <laughs> all right say no more you give him a good fucking swipe on the hand and you make it look like you didn't do it on purpose that guy's not gonna want to win face-offs <laughs> oh so just look like it's my incompetence yeah like fucking hammer him and <laughs> as you hammer him like Whoa. take one hand off your stick and be like oh man i'm sorry <laughs> that's so classic like that that's the, that's like uh that's like a pitcher throwing one high and inside like oh I didn't mean to do that but guess what dude the inside of the plate's yours now. Yeah. That's true fuck. 
Damn. Good advice, dude. I feel like you got. I know what the understand. fuck. That was kind of sick, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, we have heroes and zeros. We have one last thing that we're gonna do. I just kind of got to find this video to do it. Uh, hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. Heroes and zeros of the week. Do you want to go first, Bob, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Hero of the week. I'll go my first hero. Um, I just wanted to throw this out there. So the Kraken are actually an official NHL team. I don't know if you have anything on this. I don't really care too much. One thing I was going to say on that was uh, I like that there's 32 teams better than 31. I don't like an odd number for number of teams. Would agree with that. Uh, friend of the program, Will Thorpe. Uh, he works for Ford. I don't know if you guys ever heard that, <coughs> heard that company before, but he lives out in Seattle. He actually just moved out there. I think he lives like two minute walk from the rink. So I think he's going to, and like they get like Ford box seats and shit like that. So he's, he's going to be going to a quite a few uh, cracking games. So it'll be kind of cool to talk to him. Is there any chance that the cracking do as well as the Knights? No, I don't think so. I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it. Like, do you, do you think there would be, I feel like GMs are going to learn from them, their mistakes and be like, maybe if they don't, maybe like if a team, like, I feel like the Anaheim Ducks didn't give up Josh Manson, who's a great player, uh, in order to not, like, make him unprotected. They traded the Knights, Shea Theodore, and something else. Like, do you think teams are going to be doing shit like that again? Like, Florida got bamboozled a couple of times. I just feel like GMs are going to be smarter. Um, it'll yeah, be hard. I, uh, if any of our bloggers are listening to this right now, it would be pretty cool if somebody put together a list of like who they think is going to be protected on each team. I'm not going to do it because I'm lazy and I don't know enough about the people, but like, it I would love to see like who's available for these guys to take. Yeah, I don't think no. anybody's come out with that yet. No, 100. percent um, That'll be fun. That's actually going to be a fun thing to look at this off season. It'll be like an added extra wrinkle. Figure out who's going to like leave your team. Um, and you always hope they take a guy with a high contract, but I'm sure they probably fucking won't. Who did the Rangers lose? Oscar Lindbergh. And did he ever last with them? No. Not really. No. Who did, who did Bruins lose? Uh, Colin Miller. So he didn't stay there long, but that's kind of a loss for the Bruins. He was, yeah. That. Yeah, that was and the Rangers look good this year. I mean, it's going to it's gonna go down to Howden or Gauthier. And, like, they, don't play, they, they don't play Gauthier, which brings me into my zero of the week. David fucking Quinn, dude. This guy doesn't have a fucking any idea what the fuck's going on with the New York Rangers. It's insane. The fact that Brett Howden's played all these games when you have four centers, like before they were playing him because Heedle had just come back with a broken hand and they wanted somebody to be able to take draws. I'm cool with that. But like the fact that Julian Gauthier hasn't had more minutes than Brett fucking Howden is insane to me. I think Gauthier still could have a pretty successful NHL career. I mean, he played against the Islanders last game and he was like one of the only noticeable forwards. And that continues to happen every time they play him. I don't understand it. I just the whole preparation of just not being prepared for a fucking hockey game is insane to me. And it happens every time there's a big game. I, I don't even get excited for big games anymore. Cause I already know what the fuck's going to happen. So that's my zero of the week. My hero of the week playoff hockey's coming, dude, which is going to be pretty cool. It sucks. That the Rangers aren't going to be in it, but like I have to remind myself each year, like the beginning when the Rangers aren't in it or they get eliminated I'm like, this is going to suck. And then I realize like, there's going to be a lot of really good hockey on. So I can't wait to fucking be able to watch. I pick my team. I have a team. I uh, every year I do this. I was the Winnipeg Jets. Who was I last year? Uh, I don't know if I, you had a team last year. Did I was you? The Jets. I was the Stars. Kazuga's on the Stars. We were in Martha's Vineyard. I was so fucked up. I probably no. I think that. Jets was Jets was last year. Wasn't Zook the year before that? The year before COVID. Winnipeg Jets was white out CAD, and that's when I bought the white T-shirt, and that's when Jeremy Roenick paid in his face. So that was like three years ago. And then Dallas Stars was with Zook. I don't remember who I was last year. This year, I am taking my talents to state of hockey, dude. Minnesota Wild. Matt Zuccarello, Kaprizov, dude. I need to learn how to pronounce his name correctly, but um, I am going to be a Minnesota Wild fan. I might get a hat. I might get a hat. So we'll see. Um, get a Zook jersey. They're just so expensive. I, I I really want the fucking reverse retro Minnesota Wild Zuccarello. I think that would be a sick jersey. But um, – yeah, and I, I just told the, all the bloggers, if your team's not in there, pick a team and cover them. I'm going to cover the Minnesota Wild. I, it's going to be kind of cool. I have to keep reminding myself that it's not your normal Minnesota Wild that, that are, like, really boring and shit. So, like, that'll be kind of fun to actually see, like, a team, like, perform. Um, I doubt that they get far, but who knows? Maybe the Minnesota Wild will fucking win a cup. We'll see.
That's what, that was my hero in zero. Who's your hero? Ah, uh, that was beautiful, dude. I can't believe. I feel like you hated the wild too. That's why I did. Well, I did because I had a fucking stall brother who sucked. Like, they're just always. I've never been like as a shooter or sutter. I fucking can't understand that. Like, I, I like Parisi. People forget that he tied it up there in that gold medal game that Ryan Miller was named MVP. Uh, they have dude, they have Kevin Fiala, right? Yep. Victor Rask, who's kind of a weird dude. Ryan Hartman, a third liner. I like some of their roles. I like Ryan Hartman. You know, I like Greenway, Canton, New York. Like Minnesota Wild might be a fucking pretty they might be my West my new West Coast team. Pretty much if you guys have ever listened to this podcast, my team, my second team is gonna be wherever Zucarello is. So yeah. So it was inevitable. Uh hero of the week. Oh, I wanted to finish up on the crack and I wanted to bring that up. I don't I don't remember the article exactly now, but basically there was like this punk rock bar in Seattle called the Kraken. Uh and they sued the Kraken for three and a half million. You're shaking your head. I love this move, dude. One, that's free publicity, dog. Like didn't you, like as a marketer, like don't you think that's uh that's a smart move? And two, that's their name. Like, isn't there like some infringement? How's that work, bro? I this is just so t- Seattle to me. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just like the, the people that live in Seattle, this is such a Seattle thing to do. It's all so nice. Noah Whiteside, uh, former frontman of Cookbag, who wrote our theme song. You say former? Why well, Cookbag's no longer. I didn't know that. Catch up on the times, dude. But if he if he was in if you were in Seattle and he said, Let's go to the Kraken uh punk rock bar, what would you say? No. <laughs> that's like, not true like, bro, there's got to be a guy fury somewhere around here insider information ped just said he would go to like a festival in north adams massachusetts at dispatch fucking love Princeton. dispatch dude oh, come on dude Punk rock like and dispatch are way different dude i can go to a dispatch concert with fucking a drug rug on and a couple beads in my bro. hair i'm okay with that but like i'm not gonna go to some punk rock fucking thing in seattle with a bunch of fucking weirdos i'm not doing that all right. Can you imagine the crowd at a punk rock fucking bar in Seattle, Washington? I think you would fit in more than at the dispatch concert. No way, dude. I would I would be I I would probably look so cool at that dispatch concert, dude. <laughs> you all right, some pictures. I don't agree. I have burning socks, dude. My other hero of the week, dude. You'd probably go to the store in Saratoga Magic Moon and get a couple crystals before. I'm out on crystals. My ex-girlfriend ruined crystals for me. What happened? Oh, all right. We don't she was crystal gang, and then she sucked. But weren't you pro-crystal prior or not? Oh, yeah. I was a big crystal guy. Maybe maybe I'll be back into crystals. I just have to get like the, the Pratt Daddy one that's like $200. Yeah, you should. You should. That's an investment. Fuck a Zuccarello jersey. Get <laughs> fuck Pratt a Zuccarello jersey. Get a, yeah, fuck yeah. All right. Hero of the week. I don't know the name of their championship. <laughs> I just thought this team was super funny, so... Av- Avgard Omsk won the KHL this year. They beat Ska, who I thought was supposed to win it every year. I looked up their roster, dude. This roster to me is fucking awesome. And they yeah. look they looked like they're having a great time. Their leading score is Reed Boucher, which was crazy. Uh Devil, Devils, like Devil's yeah. pick was supposed to be sick. Had a hard ass shot, and now Lose, he's just a sniper. Reed Boucher. Uh Alex Kokolchev was a Bruins prospect, second-round pick. Alexi Emlin uh, is still in the KHL, and he's a captain of this team. That was crazy to me. This is a guy that won a fight because he had a plate in his head, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but Ryan, Ryan Hollywood would headbutt fucking glass, and he had a plate in his head too. So. <laughs> Ilya, Ilya Kovalchuk is, uh, went back there. I hate uh, that. Clint Costin, who was that Russian – captain who like yep. threw the medal or something he's yep. on their team Igor Chinkanov or whatever who was the blue jackets first round pick who everyone was like who the fuck is that oh he no way. championship and he just his agent tweeted that he's signing with the blue jackets he's moving to north america i think so unless i just totally got catfished by russian agents i think uh he's coming over which will be interesting to see how that kid does with torts um, I'm going to talk about Kovalchuk for a second. Can you look up as I'm doing this? Can you look up and see who Costin is supposed to be with? Because I think it's the Wild. I might be wrong on that. But um, I'm, I'm, what is he? The Blues. Oh, might be. Might be. You might be right there. Um, I don't. I just don't want nice things to happen to Ilya Kovalchuk. I don't like that. It's the Blues. Like the fact that Kovalchuk did that shit to the Devils, and I understand that that's like our rival, and like I should probably respect that. Like, who cares at this point, dude? I just, I, I care, dude. I fucking care about it, dude. That's yeah, gutless. I get it. fucking I get it. gutless. 
And now he's over. Time, in, now he's over in Russia playing for a rig championship and skating around like he's fucking Mario Lemieux. Get out of here, man. Two more guys, Vili Poka, uh, who I feel like was always supposed to be a good defenseman. He was on this team, uh, and then Nail Yakupov, friend of the program, uh, also just won a championship. So like, what is this? A group of Russian misfits. <laughs> yes, dude. Like NHL, like AHL misfits mixed in with some weird prospects. Uh, I think I'm a fan. Like, I think I actually like that team. Two other things. Neil Yakupov, he's American, correct? No, he's Russian, bro. <laughs> he played in the OHL. He did, he never played for you. He would have played. He was like captain of Russian World Juniors. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk's American. Yeah. One of them had a weird name. Okay. Um. Second, I'm kind of into the name Billy. What, what do you mean by that? Just like you're like, a big fan? I think I could be. Like, I think if I was European, I would be named Billy. What about, like, would you have a kid, Billy Collins? Billy Collins sounds like he would be a fucking so fast. He would be, like, the fa- he'd be cheat code. Yeah, probably. But, dude, my only fear right now is I'm – oh, this is also Sharapanov's team, so. Uh, R.I.P., man. My only fear is that their coach – I wonder if their coach is the guy that ratted on Panarin with his fake – uh, whatever stories, but that doesn't matter. Do you know Maybe who the coach is? No, I couldn't find it. I was trying to look it up, and that's why I was talking like an idiot. Uh, and that's why the KHL is a fucking Bush League league because you can't even find out who the head coach of it is in one search. Yeah, you should have that girl that covered that girl reporter come on and talk really? about our knobs. Yeah, she's doing uh, good, man. She, dude, she's fucking she's crushing it. Like, she's she's had some pretty fucking sick interviews with like Kovalev and like Fedorov. I think she got Fedorov. Maybe you've gotten even Pavel Burry. Like, <coughs> She's kind of taking over. Sorry, guys, I might have COVID again, but um, that's kind of what I have on this week's podcast. Do you have anything else? That's it, dude. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Um, yeah, fuck. 